This week, we're continuing the quality time conversation, but focusing on those we're not stuck at home with. How do we keep up a relationship with those we haven't seen in weeks? Katie and I have a few tips and tricks to help with this. Welcome to the Imperfect Millennials, a weekly podcast by two millennial sisters, Katie and Mona, whose mission is to help you navigate millennial living. We discuss health, work, relationships, and spirituality. Our dream is to reach as many people, especially millennials, as possible and have a positive impact on your life. To help us with this mission, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with others. Whether you're a millennial or not, we hope you have at least one takeaway from today's episode. Let's begin. So last week, we discussed quality time with those we're living with. And we want to extend that conversation to quality time with those we're not living with and unable to spend time with. Many of us have friends, family, coworkers, etc. that we cannot actually see or spend time with during, during these days. And the question is, how do we maintain a good relationship with them? Perhaps some of you are self-isolating and are lonely, or perhaps some of you are really missing a significant other that you can't spend time with anymore. Today, we're discussing ways to maintain and even deepen our relationships. Yeah, I think it is good to keep in mind that we can maintain, but we can actually even deepen these relationships with people who we can't be in their physical presence or we can't be, we have to be more than six feet away from or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? That these can deepen depending on how we use this time. And honestly, what a time we're living in to have this pandemic but also such accessibility to each other still. Right. The internet, social media. I mean, someone was joking that our grandkids or great-grandkids are going to ask, what did you guys do during this time? And we're going to joke and say, I mean, we sent memes to each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? The memes have been hilarious and on point, And I think Tiger King brought us all together. <laughs> right? So I think... We are very blessed to be living in this time where we have such accessibility to each other. Yeah, I mean, certainly as a huge fan of social media and all that it brings, or a lot of what it brings, um, I, I think this is the time in which we use social media for the good. You know, there's so many ways in which it can be used poorly, right? Or so many ways in which we kind of get caught up in it. But now is the time. Like, social media and t- new technologies is really what can bring us together in these moments. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I'm thinking like, we have some cousins who just texted us wanting to know, like if we wanted to get in on like a zoom trivia night and we didn't, we weren't doing that before quarantine, you know, but like now there's this opportunity and people are really seeking and craving that human connection that we're doing things that we weren't doing before that are bringing us closer together, you know, and in creative ways, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, you know, we had talked about this last week, but we just celebrated one of our brother's birthdays. And, you know, previously, whoever was home came home for the, the meal. But if you happen to not be there, or you couldn't make it or you were in another state, like maybe you called. But now we're Zoom meeting everybody all together. And yeah. I can see that continuing if, you know, Nine-tenths of us can make it, probably zooming in that last one or two people who aren't there. Yeah. You know, like, perhaps this is the start of some new traditions yeah, um, and some new practices for us in terms of bringing people together. And I, that could probably be our first tip. In last week's episode, we talked about having 
quality time um, with family dinner. And you can do that over um, FaceTime or, you know, whatever, Zoom or whatever, you know, form your Skype, whatever form you're using, you can have a meal with someone. And I think that that could be a really fun thing of like, let's sit down and do dinner together like have your dinner ready by 7:30 and we'll sit down and we'll eat dinner together or we'll we'll share a happy hour together. I've seen a lot of people are doing happy hours together, which is just it's really, you know, oh, end of the workday like let's all get a drink and they all FaceTime and they they pour themselves a glass of wine and I think that's a very fun and creative way to share a meal with someone and to share a drink with someone. Mhm. Yeah, I love that idea. I've even seen too um you know, to keep the social distancing, but people you know, go to a parking lot, park far away from each other, sit in the back of their cars, mm. close enough that they can like yell at each other <laughs> across the parking lot, but that they're, you know, still keeping their six plus feet of social distance and are kind of together, but kind of not as a way, you know, to celebrate somebody's birthday or to catch up after the week. It's and true. Whatnot. Yesterday there was this parade of cars going past the house with balloons and everyone was honking. Someone in the neighborhood must have had a birthday and mm-hmm. all of these kids were leaning out the window yelling as they like, as their parents drove them past. And I thought like, that is so, that's so beautiful. Like, you know, this kid probably wanted to have a birthday party and couldn't. And instead like we're doing the best with what we have. And I think it's in very trying times that we see just the best and the most beautiful of human nature. Yeah. And what I love about that too, is I feel like that's much more uh, meaningful, probably much more instructive to kids to like, okay, like this poor kid, this poor friend of yours, right. Is having their birthday during quarantine. What's something we can do to cheer them up? Oh, I know. Let's drive by, honk our horn, scream out the window, which has a much greater meaning than even if you went to the birthday party and like you brought the Lego set, mm-hmm. but like you're more there for the birthday party for you in a lot of ways yeah. when you're a kid. But this is very much like others focus. I mean, we always talk about service, but you know, I think that that's one of the beautiful things about right now is people are getting very creative with the ways they show love and affection, especially for those who are far. And I think this is the only way we're going to get through this and come out better on the other side is if we think of others it's very easy when we're alone and we're self-isolating or we're not by the people we want to be around. You know, it's very easy to sort of get down. And especially when there's no end in sight. Like, I find myself being very overwhelmed by the fact that I there's no end date right now. And that's very frustrating. And I think the way we pull ourselves out of that is thinking of others. Is, you know, thinking so-and-so must be having a worse time than I am. Or what can I do? And... You know, one of the things I really want this to come back in full swing is old-fashioned letter writing. I mean, write letters to each other. Like, take the time and sit down and write a letter. And, you know, it A, fills your time. But B, I don't know, I love getting letters in the mail when it's not just bills and loans and other frustrating things in the mail. It's true. I love writing letters. I don't do it as often as I used to, but I have a friend, Amber, who's really big into it and is really like, bring letter writing back, right? Like the art of letter writing. And I think it's true, you know, especially in this world of technology that we live in. Sometimes writing a letter seems so slow. Like, what would I say? Because I could just text it to them. Or like, what what can I say? Because they're going to already know a lot of this because they've seen it on Insta or they've seen it on my stories. So it is, it does take a skill. It is definitely an art. Yeah. I have a friend who wrote me a letter the other day and it was this hilarious 
llama card and the letter was so short but it was like I hope this funky llama makes you laugh and I was like it actually did like it was a silly card it was thoughtful it was you know so a lot of times especially you know it's, it's the thought that counts yeah I've started often. coloring um postcards like I have Ooh, little like coloring one. book postcards nice. so I color them and then send them and it's a little easier to write a postcard um because it takes a little bit less but also like the thought that goes into like I colored this for you here you go and then also you got to coloring is a great way to sort of well for some people it's a great way to sort of help with stress and or, or anxiety or fill your time while you're watching a show or doing whatever so it's sort of like two birds one stone I have found I really like coloring but I really don't like coloring full coloring pages <laughs> to me it's like too stressful oh. but the postcard is like the perfect amount of stress release mm. for me so you can get them on amazon <laughs> That's oh, perfect yeah um so letter writing i think is a great way we yeah. talked about you know really utilizing facetime and zoom mm-hmm. in creative ways having a meal together doing a girl like a happy hour together mm-hmm. i was thinking the other day so this is a really cool thing this is something i want to do i haven't done it yet but i was thinking because netflix has this really cool like party sharing feature you and other people who have the Netflix account can like have a party and watch the same show. If someone pauses, all the devices pause. So you're, you're all at the same pace. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be so fun if there's like Bob Ross painting sets and stuff. No, but seriously, remember how people remember when we used to be able to go outside and do like bottles and Bottega and you'd have a glass of wine and you would paint something. You can still do that. I was like, Oh my gosh, my mom would like love this. I should FaceTime her. We should have a Netflix party. We should both paint the same Bob Ross painting. And I mean, she would blow me out of the water, but like, (laughs) think about like, you could still have like a bottle and Bottega night and pour yourself a glass of wine and put something up on Netflix and do a painting. not gonna lie I watch Bob Ross videos to fall asleep he's I don't make fun of Bob I I love Bob I love Bob but I'm saying I never watch them to learn how to paint I always watch I don't think them you're gonna I fall asleep sleep. with like a paintbrush in your hand and an easel being like happy little trees oh a happy little accident what Bob we could do a whole episode on Bob Ross life lessons oh, happy little accident oh my gosh yes please <laughs> so I don't know like really finding ways to be creative and to like how can we really use what we have I do think this like really does stretch our creative muscle um in new and exciting ways which I think this is that that's again one of the things that I think is super cool about this is that you know we're going to stretch this creative muscle and then once this is all over we can still use some of these you know creative techniques that we've we've discovered or we've started to keep these relationships up, you know, that maybe that trivia night that you start now with cousins or with, you know, your college roommates from back in the day, right? Maybe now that becomes, you know, a once a month thing Mm -hmm. that you guys do, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's a a book club Mm -hmm. that you, y'all read the same book or a movie club, right? Um, Like Crystal Avila, our our earlier guest talked about, and maybe it's, you know, y'all watch the same movie and then you get on Zoom or FaceTime or Skype and, and talk about it. You know, that, that could be something that that ends up maintaining yeah. or you end up maintaining afterwards. Yeah, definitely. It, there's a lot of potential, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to be willing to, to go there be willing to get creative with these times. The other thing I know is that I wasn't a big fan in like sending voice notes, but I also found myself with all of this, like 
happening, I actually, I became busier, which I know is not a lot of people's situations, but I became busier during this time. And so I, I realized I was like really missing a lot of my friends and unable to sort of reach out to them or even really unable to sit down and text them during the day because I just had a lot going on. And so one of the things that I've enjoyed doing is sending quick voice notes. Mm. And so like through WhatsApp or through your messenger message, messaging system, whatever you use, you can send a quick voice note. And it was like, I'd go out for my run and I'd have the dog and I would run like a little further than the house. So I had to turn around and walk back to finish off my run. And I would just spend that like five minute walk sending voice notes to people, like mm-hmm. checking in on them, catching up because I don't have time. If you're like me, I make a phone call and I get caught in that call because I talk so much and, like, really want to, like, hear all about you and, like, oh, reconnect, like, all this stuff. So, like, it, a phone call is, like, a 45-minute, two-hour, mm-hmm. like, commitment for me. So, like, especially, Well, and especially now because it's not yeah. like you can be like, oh, sorry. I, I got to go. <laughs> Where are you going? Hockey practice. Yeah. Um, so. But the other thing that I think is interesting about voice notes is um, because we're all home, Previously, if you send voice notes, sometimes they can't be listened to until much later because, like, oh, you're at work and, like, you can't listen to it when you're at work unless you find your headphones because, like, what the boss hears and it's way easier to send a text. But now, like, none of that is true. And so sending that voice note is something that can be listened to pretty much instantaneously now because people are home and, you know. I also think there's something endearing about hearing someone's voice. I have a couple of friends who are nurses and I'll like send them voice notes being like, girl, I'm thinking of you. Like, I mm-hmm. hope you're surviving. Like, you know, if you need anything, you know, just like thinking of other and like, would I, is that a friend that I would reach out to all the time? No. But do I know that like they're particularly going through a very stressful time? Absolutely. And so right. like, do you just send them a quick voice note being like, I'm thinking of you. Well, and I think, too, the voice note, when you get all the inflections in and all of that, yeah. it's way different than, like, girl, comma, thinking of you, period, <laughs> Exclamation right? point, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Right? Like, it just has a completely different feel. hmm Right? So, that, I think, is, is good. Um, yeah, and I also think, you know, I mean, still, like, texting to show that you're thinking of someone is obviously a really great... And I also think... We can leave our houses. It, it Like, you know, obviously people are going to grocery stores. People are going to. And so this is, I know so many people have done these, like, really beautiful things where there's an elderly person or a high-risk person in their lives or in their community, and they, like, do a door drop. Mm-hmm. And they drop themselves off, and they ring the doorbell, and then they go stand on the sidewalk, and they wave. Like, one of my friends literally had a conversation with her grandparents from, like, door to sidewalk the other yeah. day, like, yelling and, like, back and forth being like, how are you? Like... You know, seeing those people, taking care of them. Because some people maybe shouldn't be going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's a little more risky for them than it is for others. And so, you know, what are creative ways for us to contribute to sort of this, like, common well-being? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and keeping those people in mind who, you know, maybe are more vulnerable or, or whatnot. And thinking, okay, how can I... Like, well, how can I bring them a little bit of joy today? And maybe that mm-hmm. is ringing the doorbell, then running back and standing on the sidewalk and having a shouting conversation from sidewalk yeah. to front door, right? Just to check in on them in a way that's a little more personal, even than a phone call might be or yeah. a Zoom meeting or whatnot. Um, or, yeah, again, like dropping things off. Or even I've seen people, um, we, 
right now I live like a mile from a, a local hospital and I went out for a run the other day and I was running kind of near the hospital and a lot of the houses along the main road in which the ambulances and the hospital workers have to drive in order to get to the parking garage had in their windows like I heart um, EMS drivers or I heart, you know, hospital workers and whatnot. And I was like, that's so beautiful. Like they're driving to work. They're probably super stressed out mm-hmm. thinking like, oh my gosh, what if I, what's today? What if today's the day I get it? Yeah. Right. Or what if I'm, I'm dealing with a patient who has this? I'm like, what a nice small gesture yeah. to just put in your window. Right. Like I heart EMS. It's true. And I know that some neighborhoods that have a lot of young kids or maybe you have some young kids, you're like a lot of, I don't want to say like the neighborhood association, but like a lot of parents are coming together being like, Ooh, let's have silly face day. And everyone draws silly faces and puts them in the windows. So when the families go out for walks, they can count the silly faces they saw, or they can count the rainbows or they can count the one day it was sidewalk chalk day. And like, you just decorated your sidewalks with all these uh, like funny and beautiful and art things. So that people had something to look for and people had something to, and that's a way of like coming together without actually seeing each other. I love the sidewalk chalk idea. You could even go, this is making me think of college, you know, and like people would randomly chalk the campus. I don't know if that happened uh, where you went to school, Mona, but um, like you could go and chalk your neighbors or your friend's driveway or their, you know, or their sidewalk where they're going to see it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with a a cute message or something like that, just as like a way, you know, to show that you're thinking of them, something super simple. Absolutely. Which can be fun. This is also making me think too, um, which actually just occurred to me now as we're talking about all of this, is I feel like this is a prime moment to reach out to someone who maybe you have fallen away, fallen oh. out of um, relationship with. Maybe you guys had a fight or maybe you just, you know, time and stuff got busy or whatever it happens to be. Because... I don't know. Now we're all in this, you know, the common enemy. We're all in this together type mm-hmm. of deal. And so I think it's so easy to just send that text message and be like, hey, I'm thinking of you today. Like, how are you riding out the storm? Hey, like, how are your kids do- dealing with, you know, being stuck at home? Or how are you dealing with working from home? You know, like, taking advantage of this time to maybe rekindle some, you know, friendships that you've had or some yeah. relationships, I think, you know, could be a cool thing to consider. That's a great idea. Oh, I really like that. Just right? sort of, cause I think that also that's a growth moment and opportunity for you that maybe it's reciprocated. Maybe it's not, but there's this opportunity to sort of come back together and to sort of not leave kind of any stone unturned in, in your relationships and in sort of peacemaking that you need to do. And right. I think that that's, well, and I think so often, relationships can fall apart only because like we're busy we're both busy right or you know like I see this now like I have friends who have kids and like kids take priority obviously and and their husbands and all of that and so it's not that it's not that anything happened it's not Mm -hmm. we had some fight and we're like never talking again but we just haven't talked in a a while or maybe a long while so now could be the perfect opportunity because we're all home (laughs) like yeah you know, for the most part, many of us, uh, many of us are still are home, just trying to ride this out and see, you know, what comes next. Yeah. So it's a good moment to just send that text yeah. or make that phone call. Or, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, someone, I think just 
and Katie and I encourage this a lot, but it's acts of service, but particularly in this time, like really thinking of others and sort of their needs. And this isn't to supersede our needs and our well-being, but it is to sort of go beyond ourselves and sort of not be in this this self-gazing spiral, right? And to think of others and like maybe you know some people who have lost their jobs or who have been furloughed or who are in really uncertain times or who or who have to fire people or who mm-hmm. are, you know, whatever it may be. And what can I do for them? Maybe it is a phone call. Maybe it is a letter. Maybe it is being like, do you, do you need me to send you some food? Do you need, like, are you yeah, good here's with... here's a gift card to Grubhub. Absolutely. Here, you know? Like, here's DoorDash here. Like, I could do, you know, a Target run. What do you need? Or just, you know, so sort of thinking mm-hmm. of ways and of people and of their circumstances, right, of, you know... Maybe they're applying for jobs and it's just not happening or maybe they, you know, in in creative ways to sort of help them manage their stress and help them sort Mm -hmm. of. And that really brings us. And I think when we we come together like this, it automatically deepens that friendship because we're there for each other in really difficult times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. There's so many ways that you can do that. You could place an Amazon order and ship them Mm -hmm. a a new puzzle to work on or your favorite board game puzzles. (laughs) Um, Mona's doing like a million puzzles right now. I have not done one. Oh my gosh. I think I've done five. Yeah. No, none. But, um. And I'm not, and I don't say that because I don't like puzzles. I'm not a good puzzler. (laughs) So it's very puzzling. That was a horrible Ah, pun. It's very puzzling. Like I sit there and I'm like, this is so stressful. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, like thinking of the, of the people that way, or, you know, again, the Grubhub or the, whatever it happens to be, you know, sending people things that they need or thinking of your maybe elderly relative, you know, we've got that grandma who's 90 and we're all kind of like, what's she doing? Yeah. Is uh, she all right? Do you have food? She seems bored, but she's fine. But you know, like, yeah. okay, so could, can some, can we do something? Can we send something? Can we, you know, how, what can we do to ease her time a little bit, even though she is far away, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that you can just jump in a car and see her in 10 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, what are ways that you can reach out in these moments? And it can, it can honestly be as simple as a phone call for some people, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, how great does it make you feel when you answer the phone and the person's like, I was thinking of you. And yeah. you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's so nice to be like thought of and to be, you know, to, that someone like sought you out and was like, Hey, like mm-hmm. what's new? How's it going? You know, like what can I do for you? And sometimes it's just like, can you just talk to me? Like, I'm going crazy. Just talk to me for like 15 minutes, like whatever it may be. Um, because it's this beautiful opportunity, I think, mm-hmm. to be creative with one another in ways that like we can't see each other. I know we've said that a couple times now, but we're broken records. Yeah. But, you know, coming together um, in, in those ways. I like the idea of a, a, well, we talked about this already, but like a book club or a movie club or something like that, because I feel like those kinds of things, especially if you all watch the same movie or read the same book and then you get together on Zoom can create really deep conversations, Mm. Um, you know, which deep conversations is what strengthens relationships, right? Superficiality never strengthens a relationship. So, um, you know, thinking, okay, how can we foster some, some deep, meaningful conversations these days? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you're calling and you're like, Hey, we're having a deep conversation now, but like, are there certain ways that you can foster that? And I think, you know, books and movie reviews or things like that are a good way to kind of have those more intimate conversations in a way. Yeah. And they don't have to be necessarily a a well-written book is going to have like deep 
values and and lessons in them so it doesn't necessarily have to be these like self-help books that you're reading to like deepen yourself or better yourself it could be like oh my gosh like let's all reread the harry potter series yeah i want everyone to read scythe which is like the newest kind of dystopian trilogy um kind of hunger games-esque um and I'm dying for someone else to read it so I can discuss it with them because it's so good. Really? And it's so profound, but it's, it's young adult literature and it's dystopian and it's... Anyway. Oh, maybe I should I'm just that. putting that in. Everyone <laughs> should read Scythe. If you've read it, let me know because I really want to discuss it with someone and nobody I know has read it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Maybe some of our listeners will read it and then yeah. DM us. I just got the second book in the series, so I haven't started it yet, but... So it's... what. We'll it's Scythe. Who is it's it by? It's called Scythe. Um, that's a really good question. I'm not sure who the author is, but... Well, we can post the link on our Instagram yeah. for all of you to sort of have resources to, to access. Yeah. I, I'm, it's written by a guy, I think. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, there are three books in the series right now. The third one, I think, just came out a couple months ago. Um, and so I, I think it was written maybe three years ago it's not like brand brand new but um anyway it's very good very interesting similar to a conversation we had in the previous episode about setting boundaries with the people you live with I think it's also important to acknowledge to you know setting boundaries with those you're not living with because maybe you call your best friend and every single time they talk about really stressful things or every single time they're talking about you know the newest article that they just read about this pandemic and and that might be really overwhelming for you and so for the sake of your relationship and for the sake of your sanity like it is also about setting healthy boundaries and acknowledging what you need but also what your friend needs in that time yeah I think acknowledging what your friend needs um I mean what you need to but what your friend needs is important because some people need to talk about it and some people need a distraction and some people need um, encouragement during this time, right? Like maybe, I don't know, maybe they were on a weight loss journey and they were doing a really good job and now they feel completely derailed. Right. And so maybe what you can do to be a good friend is to encourage and be like, Hey, did you get your workout in today? Or like, I found this really great workout online. I'm Mm -hmm. sending you the link. It was super easy to do. You can do it in your living room or whatever, you know, thinking, what does each of my friends need? Yeah. Um, and how can I help provide that to them in a like meaningful way? It's true. I feel like I've had, I've seen a lot of memes and I feel as though I have a lot of friends who and myself included in this, where it was like, you're trying to date and you're trying to meet people. And then suddenly it was like, psych, everyone stay home. And everyone was like, wait, what? You and know? then you get the memes that say Rapunzel met her. That's my only Prince saving. charming. Yeah. In captivity. Have no fear. These Snow White Disney. was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> these Disney people met there in quarantine, in self-isolation. So, you know, and I think sort of being really encouraging and supporting of each other because, you know, maybe you don't like online dating. Maybe that is, like, daunting for you. Like, I have friends who it took a lot of encouragement, but, like, what else are you going to do for these next who knows how many months? It's been, what, three weeks a month Keep now? And then it's going to keep being, you know, and so encouraging people and supporting them where they're at and with their needs and sort of maybe it is this funny like date night where you're like going through their accounts being like "Ooh, he's cute or like you know sort of acknowledging their needs and where they're at but also setting boundaries if you need to being like I would love to talk to you about this but like I I really think I can only talk about it for like 10 or 15 minutes because it's overwhelming yeah and I think too if you are one of those people who has a hard time 
expressing their needs, right, Hmm. and their wants, is perhaps this is a good time to kind of trial run that a little bit and say, hey, you know, call a friend or maybe it's even someone you live with or whatever and say, like, hey, this is what I need right now. You know, and and being kind of open and vulnerable in that and saying, like, oh, I need whatever. I need someone to vent to in the moment. Do you mind? Or I need someone to take my mind off of it. Like, can we do something together? Can we play a trivia game? Can we Netflix party or whatever? Mm -hmm. Right? But being open and vulnerable because sometimes your friends don't know. Right? You seem like you have it all together or you seem like you have it figured out or you seem like you're totally fine with the fact that you've been furloughed or you've, you know, not left your house in three weeks and maybe you're not. But they're not going to know that unless you speak up and Mm -hmm. are kind of vulnerable in that moment and say that. Yeah. And that's a huge life lesson that's so important to to recognize that the people in our lives are not mind readers. And for us to expect them to be is an unfair expectation that we put on them. And they'll never never meet that expectation Mm -hmm. because they don't know it exists. So we need to be courageous and we need to be bold enough to express what we need and to know, you know... If they can meet it, they'll try, and they will, and, you know, and... And again, like, when we're vulnerable, we deepen relationships, right? Like, relationships require vulnerability. Like, good relationships, right? So, again, another way that we can really work at deepening these relationships is having these good conversations, being vulnerable, right? Opening up with our friends and saying, like, these are the things that I need, or these are the things that I fear right now, right? Like, I'm petrified of getting this, or I'm petrified of what... June is going to look like, or mm-hmm. I'm petrified I'm going to go crazy with my child. Yeah. <laughs> and wonder yeah. if set off. Like, whatever it happens to Day be. Day two. E-learning. You know? <laughs> yeah, e-learning. What? I, yeah, I definitely agree that it takes a level of vulnerability because then that vulnerability is reciprocated and the two of you have this common ground and, mm-hmm. and you're sharing and you're, you're knowing each other more and deeper. And I think that that is something that can really grow during this time because we do have a lot of time to talk and to share and maybe it's not just about our fears maybe it's about our dreams you know dream big oh my gosh when we get out of this this is what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. or I've always wanted to start my own business and you know now I have the time or you know I've always hated my job anyways so 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 what's the next steps and to really encourage each other to to dream big and to go into the to the brave unknown you know to like really go into that Mm -hmm. But with the support of others. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's key. And this is this is a good time for that. I think this is definitely a big time to be vulnerable um, with those in our lives. And that it's okay to like to remember that it's okay not to always be courageous. That it, or to come across as, as strong and courageous. That sometimes being vulnerable well, Brene Brown would say being vulnerable is being courageous. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I would say that it's actually it's actually not it's it's more so this like pride or this hubris right this this negative pride uh, that keeps us from being courageous enough to be vulnerable yeah. you have to be really courageous to put yourself out there because there is that opportunity for rejection and for someone to not reciprocate and you need to be willing to go there because that's what's going to deepen that that's right. what's going to make you know yourself better that's what's going to deepen your relationship that's what's going to and that takes that takes courage i mean it takes courage to to put yourself out there in, in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I think we've talked about this earlier in the podcast, maybe in one of the first episodes, but Renee Brown's idea of vulnerability is that it brings to both parties, right? Courage, compassion, and connection and 
I think that's really good to keep in mind, especially now, right? That when we're vulnerable with the people we live with or our friends who we're not living with or whatever it happens to be, that we are being courageous, that we are being compassionate with ourselves and with the other and the others being compassionate with us and we're building connection, right? That we are yeah. deepening and strengthening relationships by being open and being vulnerable. And it starts with you. I think, you know, maybe you had a relationship where you're like, I'm assuming they're going through a hard time because X, Y, Z happened to them or because of this or that. And you're like, I just wish they would talk to me. It starts with you. Yeah. Like you have to go there. You have to be willing to share what's what's hurting you or your fears or your dreams because it's and that creates this space that tells me it's okay to be vulnerable in mm-hmm. return and so it takes it's a two-way street but you've got to take the first leap you've got to jump yeah or even being good about asking those questions that invite vulnerability right like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I'm so sorry you're going through this like this must be really hard for you yeah right like it must be really hard to suddenly have all your kids at home again yeah. Like, how are you dealing? How are mm-hmm. you coping? You know, and like asking those kind of questions yeah. as opposed to like just assuming they'll tell you if they're if yeah. if they're freaked out and otherwise whatever. I like to ask the question and I use this with my clients and I encourage other people to use it because it's it's not projecting any assumption that I have on your feelings, but it's asking, wow, what's that like for you to be mm-hmm. home with all of your kids or wow, what what what's that like for you to be furloughed right now? Because maybe <clears throat> I'm anticipating that that's the worst thing and they're going to come back and say, I, I love having my kids home. I've, I've mm-hmm. missed them and teaching them gives me this brand new opportunity, right? Like it might be radically different, but it opens a door for them to share authentically what they're actually feeling without judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, you know, those are ways that we can like in our conversations with people, in our FaceTime, in our support with one another, we can really deepen these relationships and not physically be present with them yeah I love that Katie what would be one of your tips or takeaways from today's conversation Ooh, um I think I'm really big into being creative so I think the being creative like come up with creative ways to show you love the people that you're not near right now and whatever those creative ways are for you like make them your own own them do them um and yeah like take advantage to just really kind of flex that creative muscle I was going to say the same thing. Oh, sorry. But no, I mean, yes, be creative. And also share that with us. Like, hit us up on Instagram Mm -hmm. and share the ways that you're being creative. Because I think, you know, our creativity can also foster, we can foster each other's creativity and it can grow. So, so encourage other people to be creative in ways that you were creative and sort of start that conversation um, because it really, that's kind of what helps it grow. I would also say, in addition to, Katie, your be creative, I would say, I mean, it's like the two C's, be creative and courageous. Like, during this mm-hmm. time of, like, you know, doing what you can for others and really working on deepening those relationships. And, you know, next week's episode is going to be on um, work and career and jobs and resumes, applications, furlough, all these really really trying things we're all where a lot of us are going through right now and so that takes courage too so mm-hmm. work on flexing that muscle right build that muscle of courage because it it will it will serve you well yeah let's be honest this is definitely a time for building up that courage muscle absolutely <laughs> for everyone in, ev- no in every what. way yeah absolutely exactly. all right the process and we're 
remember, we are thriving, not just surviving. And perfectly yours. Katie. And Mona. Thank you.